Hi, everybody, and welcome to PB in Style. This is a podcast where you find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. On today's show, I have with someone very special, a new acquaintance, Miss Pam Perry of Pam Perry PR. She is a whirlwind in the Detroit area, and she is helping speakers and authors all around the globe to get better exposure, to become authors, just all types of things. And I'm so excited to have her here with me on the show today. She's going to give us a whirlwind of information, so hang on to your hat. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich, where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, everybody. Welcome, Miss Pam. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. Um, like I said in the intro, we are new acquaintances, but I'm so excited to have added you to my network because not only are you just easy to work with just in the few moments and inter interactions we've had, but you could possibly help me do some things in my business that I've been trying to do. So yeah, I, am, a lot in common. I yeah. am so excited to kind of get started. So let me just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and so that they will have um, an understanding of why you're just perfect for this topic. Okay, guys, Pam is an award-winning communication professional. She teaches and mentors authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs on how to build a platform and attract major media and publishing contracts. Who doesn't want that, right? All right, not only does she have that talent, but she is also the publisher of Speakers Magazine. And we just were talking briefly about deadlines and trying to get things in time. She does this monthly, guys. She is responsible for getting her clients on CNN, TVN, um, Radio One, Oprah in her magazine, Tom Joyner Morning Show, Essence, Ebony, Black Enterprise, PBS, the list goes on and on. So help me welcome her to the podcast. Thank you so much, Ms. Pam, for being here. Thank you, Andrea, for having me on. This is going to be great. Thank you Absolutely. so much. I am so happy, and I want to get dive right into these questions because I want people to get as much from you as possible. I know you have an amazing project that is coming out, and we'll be talking about that a little bit later in the podcast, but I want to kind of get a baseline. Like, tell us who you are and how you got started. You've been doing this for over 20 years, so it's not like, you know, you are new to this industry, so. Not at all, not yeah, at all. Tell us about that journey. So I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. And I started basically with the premise of wanting to do a business from home to help ministries. My calling is really to help market ministries. So I named the company Ministry Marketing Solutions. This was in, in 2000, right? A lot of people didn't even have websites. A lot of people weren't on social media. There wasn't social media. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. I came from being the director of public relations for the Salvation Army. So the Salvation Army keyword being salvation, Primarily, people don't know the Salvation Army is a church, but they are also a brand. 
Yeah, the Salvation Army is a church. It's a real church. It has that's, that's news to me. <laughs> it okay. is. I'm not a Salvationist. I'm, a, I'm just a regular Christian. But the Salvationists has their own denomination of religion, and, and it is a church. But out of the church is the ministry that they, they have of helping people, which is the same for any African-American church. They have a church. They have a ministry of helping people, and they want to bring people into the church so that they can do more good works. And so I said, you know what? The Salvation Army has a great brand. People are supporting supporting it they run they get great pr and one of the reasons why they get great pr they have great stories and they do a lot of work and they also have a media reach that is that really just takes them to the front page of the newspaper or tv stations or whatever mm -hmm. so so i said what if african-american churches had the same type of outreach you know someone that can really outreach for them on on their behalf and that's really where it started so my first client was actually a gospel play and it was with the, it was called Perilous Times. And it was at the Fisher Theater, which is a major theater. So basically every year they usually do this play, but this particular year they had a PR push and it ended up on like the front page of our major daily. So oh. that's how it kind of started. And then from there, it just organically grew because I started working with the churches that began, began being mega churches at that time. And so mega churches, I started working with across the nation. And I've even had the opportunity to work with T.D. Jakes on his book and Creflo Dollar and a lot of churches in New Jersey, you know, from Denver. So mega churches became a thing. And because they didn't have people on their staff to really do media outreach and branding for them, I actually was like part of their staff. So all of this was like part of my training. So I knew how to do PR marketing and journalism and media. And so what I did is I found like a lot of the churches didn't know it. And my first book or booklet was actually 115 PR tips on how to brand your ministry. <laughs> and so 115 PR tips on how to brand your ministry was like the first little booklet I did. And oh. that booklet was just me taking a notepad and a pen and writing down one particular weekend, like things, the steps that churches need to do to brand their ministry. And in that was two main things what was really new at that time was to have a website marketing plan and to have an email system to really capture emails and have the email marketing system plan. I mean, they knew about logos and they knew about customer service. They knew the about brand, brand. Yeah. They knew about press releases, but that part right there is where I really found that was a niche that they needed to come up because they were lagging. They were lagging. Mm -hmm. So that's really where it started. Uh, MinistryMarketingSolutions.com is still there, but it points to PanPerryPR.com. And I, don't, I still help some churches, but primarily I help authors and speakers that have a mission, that are mission-based. And primarily that is a Christian, Christian authors and speakers. I tell you, um, with what I try to help people with on this podcast, with the whole personal branding and authentic marketing piece, I think you said something there, um, and I want people to catch it. You started off doing, you, you saw a need and you filled that void. It didn't start off as I want to make hundreds and thousands of dollars doing X, Y, and Z. It started that, off. That's uh, an easier way to have done that. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you started off with, like, I recognize a need for something and I can help to facilitate that growth in this area. So let me step in and do it. You knew your value. And mm -hmm. when, I don't know if you heard me in the intro, but I talk about, you know, clarity, consistency, and authenticity. You had the clarity to know, I have this skill set, I have this value that I can offer to this, this industry because I see a void, I see an area that needs to be worked on, and I can offer my value to help them with that. And so 
I don't want that to be glossed over because people need to see that. You have a skill, you have a value, you have something to offer. Now go find the void, you know, and it makes life a lot easier when you're building your brand because you're not fighting against a current. You're, you're using the tools you have and you're fixing a challenge that needs to be fixed. And it was also calling too, because I could have said, well, I'm going to help all churches. I'm going mm-hmm. to help. I, I felt African-American churches, one, because I grew up next door to a pastor that actually was like a second dad to me. So mm-hmm. I always had this inkling inside of me to help African-American churches grow and expand. And even growing up as a kid next door to him, we would, the thing that the ministry that I was always plugged into at church was mm-hmm. promotions, mm-hmm. was promotions, promoting events, promoting special days, women's days, men's day, plays, whatever. And so that was even as a teenager. And I didn't realize that, that that's where that, that seed was planted. Mm-hmm. So when I went on to school and college and got trained in journalism and PR, and I went to go work in the media And then I actually started working, you know, for nonprofit organizations, even the pivot from working in media to nonprofit was a part of that pulling or calling that I need to do something more meaningful and meaning to me, meaning like what, what was, what was the thing that, that makes me excited? What am I passionate about? What am I called here to do? Like I we all have skills and talents, but who, who are you to use those skills and talents for and with, and who do you enjoy working with? I love yes. working with authors and speakers. I mean, you will find me on, if, if you say, okay, Pam, you have free four hours. You can do anything you want. What do you want to do? I'm going to head to the bookstore. Oh my gosh. I'm going to head to the bookstore and I'm going to hang out. And I, <laughs> if I happen to run into, if there's an author signing there, I'm going I'm to chat it up with the author and then I'm going to start talking to them about their book, how they market it. I mean, that's just, it'll come out naturally. It's in you. It's innate. I. It's, yeah. You are saying something that I, I, I'm so happy that you said everything you just said, because it speaks, it, it, it gives weight to what I say all the time. You, you, our influences, our influencers, we are the sum total of those things. And you mentioned from childhood being influenced by the promotions in the church and wanting to do these things in the church and, and like expose events and different things for your church. You took that and you went to college, it shaped the degree that you got. I mean, it really did. And so it's so important. You just, I mean, you just spoke everything. You are the personification of this podcast. Because <laughs> authentic <laughs> branding is everything. It is. And you are so successful because you have a passion for it, because you are authentic and are, you are able to do it organically. Listen to what you said about going to a library and just if, a, if an author is there, organically having a conversation. You're not salesy. I can guarantee it. I bet you you're like, hey, I love your book. Tell me a little bit about it. Oh, so where are you? Are you are you being shown anywhere? Tell me how are you getting this? How are you getting yeah, the word out? Because this first is first thing I'll be like, who did your cover? Yes, see, see, it's so organic because it's an A, it's in you. Mm-hmm. And I think that you having this conversation with me on the podcast today is going to be so helpful to speakers and authors alike because they don't sometimes understand. Um, that it is as simple as being yourself mm-hmm. and 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 really using the value you have to achieve your goals. And when they run into people like you who can take that a step further, it just makes life a lot easier. But you have to be true to you first. 
Right. And I always tell people, just get to know what it is you like, what it is you don't like, what you will tolerate, and what, what makes you joy, what gives you I, joy. I say likes, dislikes, and non-negotiables. You've got to yeah. know what those are. And, and you should know that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Oprah Winfrey, you know, she was just recently, well, she's authentic. She's authentic brand. So, so like so. Oprah. So she went from being a reporter to a talk show host to because, you know, basically she couldn't do hard news because she said it would make her cry. Mm-hmm. And that skill or that empathy was really what makes a good talk show host. Yes. So just recently, she let go of her contract or they parted ways with 60 Minutes. Yes. They I saw that. Because they said she had too much emotion in the way she said her name. Her name. Yes. And it's like Oprah Winfrey. And she had to say it like seven <laughs> times. And she's like, you said you have too much emotion. It's like, is it in the Oprah or is it in Winfrey? And they were like, no, say it. And she's like, you know what? This ain't, this ain't even going to work. I can't be me. I can't I be can't, me. I You're not letting me be me. If I can't say my own name my the way I want to say my own name, then we probably got to go. Yes. And she she can't flatten down her personality. So there's exactly. certain things when people make you flatten down your personality, you have to go because that's not a good fit. And but so you have to know, time, though. You have yeah. to know that, that you have to know your personality well enough to know when someone is trying to make you change it. Yes. Or Otherwise, you will try to please and appease people to achieve a goal instead of being authentic and true to you. And you know what happens when they do that? You end up actually getting fired. Because you're not okay. fitting in that, right. in, that, in that round peg. You're square and you're trying to fit in a round peg. So I have been fired from jobs. And they were blessings in disguise because I did not fit that round peg in a square, mm-hmm. in a square hole. And so I've been fired from, jo- from jobs where I basically was like not the type of person that they needed in order for me to step out and leap out and to do the type of job that, that I needed to do, which was be an entrepreneur. So a lot of times... I find that people who can't quote unquote um, fit into a career or they're always changing or they're going to jobs where they feel like I'm not fitting in or it's always, it's a struggle, it's a strain, I'm not having any peace. And so it may be that, that God is pulling you into a way that's like, you know what, maybe you need to create your own business. Right. You have the skills, but you can't get along in this environment. So create your own environment, which was the same thing for, for me for several jobs where I was like, always just like, you know what, this is not working out. Mm-hmm. They, I would go in and say, we need to have a talk. And they were like, yes, we need to have a talk. And before I could say I'm fired, they were like, no, before I could say I quit, they were like, you're fired. You're fired. Like, it was just like, one of those things like, okay, we know it's not working out, but it eventually, because my gifts and, and, and what happens is even over time, the same places where I was fired from, now they have come back and know that my <laughs> gifts and skills are, and they hire me or contract me to do things for them. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't doing that gift and skill on the job, but then they saw that I'm bigger than the job, but then it's like, that's not what we hired you to do. So boo, you need to go and do, <laughs> okay? And that's what I did. And so then they, then they contract me, which is fine. Which is, right. really, which is really when you realize you're walking into your lane. You can't you're, be afraid to jump off the cliff. That's true. I have a girlfriend going through that right now. So yeah. would you say that in the author speaker industry where you find yourself, that that is one of the biggest challenges? And if so, and if not, what would you say is the biggest challenge with trying to place people, promote people, um, 
Yeah, the main thing when author and the speaker, they, they know they're called with a message. They're called to, to say something to the world that makes a difference. So they have a job. They, I call it they have a job. And then sometimes they work. Their calling is like a hobby. But their calling is really their career. But they have this, quote, unquote, this security blanket of this job. And they put all their attention, all their energy into the job. And then they come home and they try to work their career calling part-time like part-time they give it a bad website they don't put any attention to it they don't do a podcast they don't do any marketing and they just give the worst part of themselves to the best part of what god really told them they should be doing and i they, think you should say that again because that's, <laughs> that's big. they that's they big. give they give the worst part of themselves to the best part of what god is telling them that they need to do and they give the best part of themselves to this job which is draining them every day and then the word they, to the wise people, take yeah. a lesson from Pam. Yeah. Do not give the worst part of yourself to what it is you're called to do. Give the best part of yourself. Yes. We're not saying give the worst part of yourself to your job, but we're saying save some of your energy yes. for the best part of you so that you can grow that side and then you can eventually quit the job. And that's where the authenticity comes in mm -hmm. because you're authentic to what you're really called to do. And that's that... If you're really authentic in terms of what you want to do, you flow. And so you can have that, like, I'm going to say, you know, do what you need to do nine to five. That's fine. You're called to do a task and, you know, look at the baseline of what you need to do. Because listen, you're not trying to stay there 30 years and get promoted. You're just using that as like, I call it like, quote unquote, like it's funding your dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so take yeah. a job and have it really fund your dream so that you could do what you need to do. That means putting in systems for your business while you're at work, a website that works 24 seven for you, a sales funnel, email marketing, put together all your graphics, have your social media set up on Buffer or wherever you want to set it up on Sendable. And that's where you put your energy so that yeah. you can go and do your job, but then you have the money to do hire staff or yeah. coaches or things. That, that's the other thing that hire coaches that will help you pull out where you need to be. And you that's, have so much joy. Pam is telling so us to joy. be intentional people. We have to be intentional with our goals because if we are not, it's just a wish. If you are sitting around, you know, playing with this, this passion of yours because you're putting more of your energy into your job, then your desires and goals to be a speaker and an author will be just a wish because you were not intentional with what it is you really wanted to do. So please listen to Pam because she is really preaching right now. If there <laughs> were a text to be taken, there would be. And Andrew, I will say it. this too, because you said it, that people will think it's a wish. When you want to be an author or a speaker, and part of being an author and speaker where you have other streams of income where maybe you want to be a coach or right. have other products that you want to sell, but you become like a brand, a lifestyle brand. No one can sell you better than you. So they can't call you, Andrea, or they can't call me and say, hey, make me a star. Or, hey, book me on Oprah. Or, hey, do the, you have to put in the work. You yeah. have to actually pay the dues. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that you have the, the energy to do everything that you need to do. That's why having a coach is really important because mm -hmm. you need to, to have that person that, that says, okay, these are the steps that you need to do. These are the places you need to show up. I just had a call just recently today. And a person said, um, yes, I have a book coming out in July. I said, okay, this is like a month and a half away. I'm getting the book cover done. Okay. And I need a booking agent or someone, or maybe a, uh, a speaking agent. 
Okay. <laughs> so someone to book you to speak. You and five other million people behind you. <laughs> well, so if it was that easy to just make a phone call and just say, okay, book me to speak, then everybody would be speaking on the level that they want. And so I say, do you have a website? Oh, I'm working on it now. So that so many things like, I, you know, there's so many things that's wrong about that. Yes. No, it's so many things is wrong. First of all, you don't call someone two months before a book comes out and then, then say your book is coming out in July and you don't have a cover. So what is the and, time? And you're unknown. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows you. <laughs> Nobody knows you. Nobody knows you, you know. And so the, the timeline of it is at least a year in advance, if at the very minimum six months, especially if this person is having another job. Now, if they have six months and they're just working on 24 seven, it's different. But obviously this person has another job. They have, they can work on it by having the book cover out automatically with what the book is out, with the synopsis, okay? And have that out in advance. Have mm -hmm. a website done and spend time on the website. Now, listen, if someone is working a job nine to five, their website is open 24-7 and that can do their work for them. So why would you wait to the last minute? You need to have an email list and need to build a platform. And so I always say, build a platform. What is a platform? Well, a platform is more than Facebook. A platform is like wherever you're going, where you're showing up and what your key messages are. Yeah. So I always liken it to when people say, well, Miss America or Miss, Miss USA, what's their platform? It's like, what is their messaging? What is your messaging? And so what are you standing on? What are you standing on? And so wherever they are, in every point where they are, what is their platform? So whether their platform, they're building it in uh, live in person, building it online, give me that messaging that is really key to the book. It's not about the book. The book is a part of it. And then she wants to speak and speak on what, I mean, so I'm like, oh my God, this is so wrong on so many levels. I was almost angry because I was like, how it's too much information out here they can listen to your podcast it's too much <laughs> out here to not know that you don't rush it but then I said maybe it's just a hobby it's just mm. like I want to get a vanity book out maybe I really don't want to speak maybe I, I I could tell people I tried and it didn't work and it's not my fault Mm -hmm. So it's, it could be that thing like, okay, people are telling me I need to write a book. I called some, some person and they, they basically didn't help me. So now the responsibility, so, so I, I kind of say, say some people don't need a publicist, they need a therapist. Mm -hmm. so I just, you know, for whatever reason, they think that that's okay. Because listen, there's so many books out there. They could go to the bookstore and, and, and get uh, how to market a dumb yeah. book or, you yeah. know, whatever idiot's guide to how to market you can sit at your computer and just google you don't even have yeah. to go to the bookstore you can yeah. google it yeah, but i think google it. but i think again when you when you think about marketing as a whole i don't know if you've run into this challenge but when you're dealing with a small business or a startup of any kind the emphasis on marketing is just never there because they don't understand its role in their ability to be successful it's not an ROI immediately with marketing. No. You have to put in the work, like you said, and build your base, you know, create a platform through which you are able to share your messaging and cultivate a following, cultivate a community of people. Yes. Um, and I mean, I don't know, unless this person's hiding under a rock, I don't know why he or she has not heard of the, your, your money is in your list. Like that's, that your money is in your list. That's, so, that's like basic. So the bulk of your time should be spent building your list. 
because mm-hmm. that's who is going to be buying your book, coming mm-hmm. to your speaking event, mm-hmm. you know, doing anything in terms of paraphernalia or whatever you're selling, any, any products or services that you might have, coaching and otherwise, your list is where that's going to come from. The internet is too big to think <laughs> that someone's going to stumble on you and decide, oh, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Let me tell all 100,000 of my friends so I can help this lady make money. That just doesn't happen. No. And it's not an immediate ROI, but I always say it's an ING. So mm-hmm. you always have to be doing it. It's an ING. So it's continuous. It's all the time. You're always mm-hmm. selling. I love that. You're always I-N-G. selling. Yeah, it is. And, and, that's, and if you're not selling, you're not in business. So mm-hmm. I tell people marketing is something that you just can't leave for someone else to do. You have to be involved in it. I mean, you can have a coach, you can have someone that helps you with strategy, but you do have to be involved in it, especially if you're author or speaker, because it's your personal brand. That is your personal brand. And so one of the main things when I see people, when when they're trying to market their books or they're trying to get speaking gigs, their branding is so, it's not even, I won't say it's not authentic. Is it subpar? (laughs) <laughs> it's subpar and they, and they think it's authentic or they will copy and, and, and it looks like it's copying someone else mm-hmm. and, and it almost looks it's, or it's just like they will hand me a business card and, and, and it's like, it's, it's, it looks, it looks, it looks amateurish. That's mm-hmm. what I want to say. It looks amateurish. So now they want to get these, I don't want to speak any less than $5,000 and if oh. I can do you know, four of those a month and da 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 this and that. I'm thinking like, but you have a Wix website and you don't even that's have still, a real still it's saying it's a real Wix e- website. Right. You have to pay for the premium to get the ads off. <laughs> right. The one that says get your free website. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want people to pay you five thousand right. dollars. Okay. So all these systems have to be in place and 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 so that you're not really doing things over and over again, whether you're doing the same contracts, you need speaker contracts, whether you um, have the same email system, appointment, online scheduling. Um, if you're doing a podcast, knowing you know what days you're going to do it and wh- what system you're going to use. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so many different things that running a business is more than just like, oh, I can speak and it I can write. It is more than a notion. It is more than it, a notion. It is so many people that are writing and speaking. So one of the things I always tell people, I said, if you really want to know, like if you're book or your message is really valid um have a live event have a live event see who comes out and see what the response is in real time because a lot of times you don't really know you're kind of writing in a cave or you kind of right, think right. ideas i said have a live event have a live event even if it's free just to yeah. test your message on them and see how they respond if they are kind of like yawning or they don't really care or they're not saying like, oh, girl, you need to have another one of these. Right, or asking and, questions and engaging. And if they don't have none of that and they just kind of leave like, oh, and they just supported you and they just say, oh, that was good. And, and then you know you need to change some things. There's some things that you need to probably change. But if it's an overwhelming thing like, oh, my God, you need to do more of these. You need to do one of these every month. And I'll give an example. I had a, a client that did that. She, for Valentine's Day, she didn't have like a boyfriend, husband or whatever. So she decided for all the single ladies, she's going to have an I Love Myself party. And so oh. the I Love Myself party basically talked about self-esteem and self-worth. And it was phenomenal. People were like, you need to do this again. And she was like, Woof. it was just <laughs> all in the room. But they really did. She gave away gifts and just really 
you know, spiritually, holistically, it was mm. a lot of healing going on. And so she realized now that she's hit on something that people want, but she wouldn't have got that reaction if she just kept thinking about it. Like, right. you know, stay, I call people staying in the lab, overthinking right. everything. Yes. And, and I'm like, you I, know, I have to say, I've been guilty of that. My husband used to tell me the first course I ever created, he was like, you're going to spend so much time on your computer. When you actually go sell the thing? And I was like, well, I got to get it right. Got to get it perfect. <laughs> And, you know, even at that time, to your point, it didn't make sense. And I had to learn this over the course of time. It doesn't make sense to create a course based on what you think someone needs. Right. You, you need to get out there and talk to the people and find out what they need. Ask the questions to get the right answers mm -hmm. so that you can provide what they're looking for within the course. And so, like you said, you can't sit behind the desk and write the book what you think someone wants or think about the event you think someone will need. You have to, even if it's free, like you said, get out there, produce the event, and then see what the word is on the street. See what people are saying um, in real time, like you said, to determine what your next steps are. Because your next steps could be, mm, that fell flat. Right. I got to go back to the table. I got to ask some more questions so I can see which answers I need to be providing in this event or this book or this course. That is so true. Cause I tell people, get out of the lab, mm -hmm. get out of the testing, testing, and just go out and actually do it. So you can see, because so, we spend all day just doing the research, but you right. to test the research and see if it's really working. And as an entrepreneur, we kind of have that gut, but still you kind of want to know. And like, if you were doing an online course, Andrea, so say for instance, you put together this course and you put all this information there, it may be that the course was like so much that maybe people only needed like to simplify it. And it was overwhelmed. Yeah. So, because, because we know so much, so we just think that we want to share everything, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but something as basic as like, this is, you need an email list. You need yeah. to build a tribe. <laughs> You need to nurture. You need an email sequence, yep, yep. which is something that's basic to us. But it's like, what is that? What yes. is what is a landing page? What yes. is that? And and I had someone just recently asked me, what is a landing page? I'm like, oh, okay. So I was <laughs> like, let me step back a few steps. It's like mm -hmm. they don't know any of this. So part of it is testing because now we're we're like over delivering the information, and they just basically needed the basics. So you could have a course two and three and four. Exactly. Exactly. And so you are in the stages of that now. You are usually in your day-to-day -day helping authors and speakers get their platforms um, in front of people. But you have recently embarked on your own endeavor. Tell us a little bit about your new project. Yes. And, so um, part of it is that I'm a, a synergistic person. So I like really doing collaborative things. And when I see a need, I try to really plug in. And if I don't see that... I have to do it, then I find someone that is doing it and I support them. So mm -hmm. Speakers Magazine was that vehicle that I created. Like you said, every month I'm producing a magazine and it's to really help people get their own platform up and going and really get more eyes and ears on ears to them and eyeballs on them. So that was the way, because it was hard for them just starting out how to get in the magazine. So mm -hmm. create the magazine. Then there's another organization called Black Speakers Network. Not a speakers bureau, but just a network of speakers coming together. Mm -hmm. Again, helping them really train speakers, support each other, encourage each other, learn from each other. They do webinars. So we are the official magazine of the Black Speakers Network. So what Brian Olds decided to do, the founder of Black Speakers Network, he wanted to do an anthology. And so with the anthology, it's, a, it's 32 authors, even though there's thousands of people in, in the Black Speakers Network, he picked 32 
of us to actually write in the book. And so in the book, it's called Speak Up, The Ultimate Guide to Dominate in the Speaking Industry. And so the forward is by Dr. George Frazier, which is my mentor, and Les Brown, which is also my, the afterward by, is my mentor. So these are younger people. These are millennials. So a lot of them didn't even know who he was, but I was like, they are the legends in the field. So we need yeah. to as a forward and afterward. So they are doing the forward and afterward, and they kind of saw what Brian was trying to do in terms of bringing Black speakers together. Now, a caveat to that, again, is not that I don't get along with the general market, but I just know there's specific needs for African-Americans that need to be uh, coddled or just trained or given more attention to. So I'm, I'm about African-American churches, African-American speakers, African-American authors. I'm like really just pro-Black, not right. they, anybody else, but pro-Black. So the Black yeah. Speakers Network, I was a, a naturally attracted to them. So this Friday, we're doing like, he's doing a North American tour. So the 32 authors, hopefully he's going to go to like every place where there's a, an author in the book. So he's coming to Detroit on Friday to WGPR. WGPR in Detroit, they have a museum, but it was the first African-American owned or first black TV station in the nation oh, okay. owned and operated. So, you know, I'm all about this, especially in this era now where we got this 45 and in, in, in like, I'm just like, really, our history is so rich. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have it there, and I wanted to have the National Association of Black Journalists there. I wanted to have the Black um, Public Relations Society people there. I wanted to have the Motown writers there, which are all African-American oh, writers wow. and PR people, to come to the Black TV uh, Museum, WGPR, and meet Brian, who is a millennial who really probably doesn't get all of this this kind of like 60, I call it like the 60 rah-rah, right? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing. but I want him to come to that. And then we're going to have like a book talk that really talks about what the book is about. And it's basically four areas where it talks about mission. It talks about obviously marketing. It talks about management and it also talks about methods. So it really talks about how you deliver it, what you deliver it, how to manage it and really how to market it. And those are the four areas. Obviously my area is marketing because that's how I that's how I'm wired. Yeah. yeah. But, but but people need to know the other part. The management part is really big, like in terms of taxes, in terms mm. of incomes, the part people don't really like to talk about, but that's in there as well. And and really we're just coming together to really talk about speakupthebook.com. And and really 32 people got together. The book is about 300 pages. 300 pages. So it's it's really thick. It's, it's really, really good. Rich in information. That's it what it is. It sounds like it. Everybody, everybody has their own particular chapter that they're writing on. Like there's a guy who's a TED Talk um, speaker. And he says, so you think you're ready for a TED Talk? So he basically outlines how to do a TED Talk. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. There's someone in here that does websites. And it's like, okay, what's the best way? What does a speaker website need to need to have? Yeah. My particular chapter is like, you cannot be booked if you can't be found. So, you know, I go all about <laughs> online branding and like what you need to do. It's like, okay, you cannot tell me you having a book coming out in July and you do not have a website. Okay. okay. You can't get booked. You can't tell me you don't have a sales funnel because the book is what we're trying to get them to get. Let, right. me, let me just help you with this. I was going to just tell I said, you can't get booked. She's calling, looking for a booking agency. You can't get booked if you can't be found. I Googled her name. She didn't even show up. I'm like, oh, you know, you no. have a link But mm -hmm. I love everything you just said. I think you just gave everyone a lot to chew on because mm, speak up people speak up <laughs> that's she it, is that's sharing it. with you um she is an amazing pr professional who is helping 
tons and tons of authors and speakers to gain exposure in their niche, make money, and be recognized on major stages. And so Pam mm-hmm. Perry is definitely someone that you want to be in connection with. I will have all of her contact information below so that you can too reach her. But remember people, if you have a book, don't reach out to her today for something that you want done in August. Make sure that you have a plan that is six months to a year out yes. because then she will be able to actually help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so thank you again, Ms. Pam, for being on the podcast. All right. And I look forward to collaborating with you in some way in the very near future. But until then, thank you so much. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.